We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. How you doing? Welcome to the show. It's Ivy Nation Sports Talk. We are up and rolling with Vince D'Addario, Sean Steyers. Glad to have you with us today. How are you, Mr. D'Addario? Doing fantastic. It's the uh, beginning of a week, kicking it off. Monday, there's no uh, no days off in the foreseeable future for me. So uh, just going, hitting the grind, baby. Doing? <laughs> right to the grind. I saw your in-laws yesterday. You did. Oh, that's right. He did tell me that he uh, he saw you yesterday. You guys made yes. actual contact. Saw your father-in-law. He gave me a. He was walking across the court with his wife, and I assume a couple of yours were they in were. tow. It's yep. been many years, so I was looking <laughs> at him, and I was like, "They look like the Darios," and I'm assuming they're the Darios. But <laughs> one of the twins, and then uh, and then Liam. So, yep. Awesome. Awesome. So yep. yeah. So. That was he was he was walking across the court right in front of me with them, you know, where I was sitting courtside. <laughs> They're getting pictures him. with the leprechaun, you know, they were having a good time, you know, yeah. after after yeah. the game was over. Exactly. Uh Derek asking if Jesse Ooh. fell into a bottle after yesterday. And it's funny you mention that, Derek, because <laughs> I have not heard from Jesse since late fourth quarter yesterday. And I had uh, you know, I wouldn't say fell into a bottle, but I I tried to go back to what I started last Monday night. I had my Staubach jersey on, and I'm drinking some cocktails. And, you know, that was going to be my new love. going to keep it rolling as long as, you know, yeah. like, they hung in there. So, you know, I'm, I was a few cocktails deep, and I wasn't like, you know, like, you know, like angry, loud, mad or anything. You know, because I had pretty much resided. It probably wasn't going to oh, yeah. happen. You know, like, I wanted it to happen. It was a good game. It was right? a good you game. Know? couple mistakes and you know that was it but couple picks yeah uh, you know i i disparaged dak via text to jesse and i disparaged <laughs> anything to do with the offense and i haven't heard from him since so <laughs> well he he tweeted something uh it was i don't know if it was earlier in the game it had to have been earlier in the game but he basically said and i'm sure you saw it uh if they win the game it's because of dak if they lose the game it's because of dak so and he wasn't wrong yeah. I mean, no, I mean, that's, that's pretty much what it is. You thank know? goodness it didn't come down to a kick. Yeah. So, I mean, it was just like you talk about a weekend. It's like the men, you know, men's basketball after the Bray thing, they get no juice. They lose to Boston College again on Saturday. And then, Yeesh. you know, the, the women's game, you know, I was talking about 
Chuck, and, you know, they win, but they lose Dara Mabry, and that's, you know, a big thing right now. And haven't I got official word, but it's, it, you know, it did not sound good. And, uh, you know, she she went down two minutes into the game, yeah. holding her knee, and she was literally screaming. And, like, the headphones are noise-canceling, so you really don't hear a lot. But I did hear kind of a couple, you know, kind of yelps. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. my gosh, is that what I think that I just heard? And then, you know, so she's holding her knee, and they take her off, and she comes back out later with a mobilizing brace and you know, talking to the coaches and stuff like that after the game. They're they're basically preparing to not have Dara Mabry for the rest Figured. of the season, unfortunately. And, I mean, you're talking about a couple of different things. First and foremost, it's – fifth-year player who made the decision to come back and they wanted her back great three-point shooter but the thing that everyone talked about from olivia miles to carol owens the associate head coach in in the post game yesterday is this is one of those heart and soul type players it's like jersey toughness like not here for your feelings and you know like she's gonna you know get them riled up and all that kind of stuff and and, it almost like as an i don't want to say added bonus but on top of all that you know, she's going to hit some threes as yeah. well, you know? And so it's, it's tough when you lose all that, you know, like, like it's, I think sometimes you can discount that kind of emotional heartbeat kind of player, you know, and, but that's, that's exactly what she is. And as much as she'll still be around the team, it's, it's hard to provide that kind of yeah. energy from the bench, you know? Well, I saw a stat, uh, if, and I, and correct me if I'm wrong, you are the guru, but I, I saw a stat that she has played in 135 college basketball games and she has started 135 yeah. college basketball games i mean and that career started yeah that says a lot uh about who she is and and what she means to a team and you know all of those things right and look from just an x's and o's standpoint they can probably replace her and what she provided from a stat standpoint you know what i mean i mean they're they're deep i mean that's one thing about notre dame is they are deep on that bench and you and I had a discussion I think last year at times they were too deep and it was you know trying to find minutes and all of those different things and but they're a deep team I mean she can be replaced but the leadership is going to be the difficult part to replace I mean that's they don't have those fifth year people that are going to be able to replace that leadership she's got to do the best she can from the bench and that's going to be tough you know I mean you're now your leadership is pretty much going to come from you know Miles and Citron and you know, that's going to be right. It's going to be tough. Yep. Yep. It'll be different. Yeah. I mean, the other side of it is now Cass Prosper, who enrolled mid season. I think yeah. that this has to speed up her development a little bit. I think she has to start getting more minutes because she is a guard and she can shoot some threes as well. Not, mm-hmm. not the same way that Dara Mabry can, but she brings some other things as well, starting with length, you know, being six foot two and being able to, play the kind of defense that she can play. I think that that's potentially her biggest asset going forward from right now is just what she can bring defensively. So it'll be, it'll be different, but uh, we'll see how it all shakes out. Well, Prosper is, well, you know, they say in the men's game all the time, she is long. I mean, she is just super long, (laughs) you know, I, I would say she needs to fill out a little bit more, you know, just get a little bit tougher, a little bit thicker, you know, that kind of a thing, but man, she is. Well, and that's the thing, you know, by coming in mid season, she didn't get any of the off season stuff, you know, whether it's summer weightlifting or even in the fall when they're, when they're doing more of that kind of stuff. So she's kind of, she's kind of picking that up 
as she goes along. So it's amazing. Uh, Decoff, there are no more Mabry sisters in the <laughs> pipeline. There is a younger brother, and I know he's going to be playing in college. Uh, but he actually played at Lalamere with J.J. Oh, Starling. Okay. Her younger brother did. But, yeah. Salty said didn't spend enough time directed on the Cowboys game. I tell you what, I'll just save it for tomorrow because, you know, yeah. when Jesse gets here, you know, like there's going to be a postmortem. So It'll probably be the first time anybody talks to Jesse before, you know, that's right. since Sunday. So that's exactly right. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. All right, well, hit that like button if you would. Subscribe, rate, and review again. Great to have you with us here today we appreciate you as always talking a little uh notre dame nbc and you know we were kicking some topics around earlier today and i don't know if i lost you or you lost me there for a oh, second. that was on purpose when okay I, anytime i go to sneeze the face makes all kinds of weird facial and i just uh-huh i shut it down did you hit stop cam is that what you hit yeah okay I've yeah. never used that option before. Yeah, it's only when I sneeze. It's the only time I ever use it. Okay. I throw it up there because, yeah, I, I, you know, as much as I love everybody out there, somebody will try to, like, pause it or something as I'm, like, mid-sneeze and it'll become, like, a meme. So I just shut it down. Shut it down, baby. Good way to go. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> I, I I was using the uh, the mute for the cough last week, and I still don't know if that's what was causing some of my issues. But I think it was more 
yeah 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 so this nbc contract it's been a while since we've talked about this and i i recently had andrew marshand on from uh, he's a the sports columnist for the new york times and also co-host the marshand and oran podcast which drops every wednesday morning they've always got a lot of great stuff they talked a lot of nfl announcers and stuff like that on last week's show which i always get into but uh, you know, so I talked to him just about what the future could be with the Notre Dame NBC TV contract. And we kind of uh, played, some, you know, we're, we're going to play some of his comments and some interesting stuff, both on the actual NBC TV booth itself with Collinsworth, Jack Collinsworth, of course, and Jason Garrett, your favorites, as, as well as the future of the contract. But, you know, there was a lot of speculation about, you know, UCLA and USC joining the Big Ten and the Big right. Ten get the big contract. Well, this is going to force Notre Dame. They've got to join now because if you get into the Big Ten, there's going to be all this extra money and all this different stuff with the $100 million deal and everything else. And the SEC has a similar deal. We're here is Notre Dame, what, six, seven months later. And as imminent as it, I guess it appeared for a lot of people. And I, th I still think a lot of people nationally think that it's it's – it's only a matter of time, but as we've talked about here plenty of times, the two biggest things that Notre Dame needs to stay independent, one, the expansion of the college football playoff, they've got that, yep. and two, is the TV contract, you know, the, the extra source of revenue, and uh, got a few years to go, but that's what we're going to talk about today, and I know you're excited about talking about it. I am. Because I love to debunk the national talking heads on what they think about Notre Dame and what they think that Notre Dame has to do. Notre Dame doesn't have to do anything. And you said it. The expansion of the playoff has pretty much cemented Notre Dame's independence for the foreseeable First future. First big thing. In That's my right. opinion. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that is... That is huge for Notre Dame. And I, and I realize that people feel differently about it. But if you were a Notre Dame fan... You should be, and, I, and again, I realize, well, we're never going to get a first round by. They're always going to have to play the extra game, but okay, they get in the playoff, right? And they <laughs> don't, they don't have to play. Don't the have to worry about being squeezed. Yeah, so they're not really playing an extra game. I mean, I, that's the way I look at it. Is they're not playing an extra game? They're equaling up with those conference champions because they have to play a conference championship. Notre Dame gets to have a home game. In December. Frankly, I think Notre Dame makes out better on that deal. Right. Right. And Notre Dame, they get money from two main sources right now. They get it from the NBC contract, of course, somewhere 15, 16 million bucks and another 10 or 11 million bucks, 26 or so million dollars combined what they get from the ACC with that TV contract. And of course, NBC as part of this new Big Ten deal, you know, and their whole big thing, NBC is going to be adding their primetime Big Ten games right. this, you know, this coming season. So that's going to be kind of interesting to watch. But Notre Dame Athletic Director Jack Swarbrick said after that deal was announced that he thought it was good for Notre Dame. He said it's, it's perfect for Notre Dame, as a matter of fact. And he said that they needed more football, more college football to effectively promote Notre Dame through NBC. So like he's looking at this as a good thing. But again, Vince, I think a lot of people maybe thought that this NBC thing 
NBC getting the Big Ten was going to be bad for Notre Dame. Like Notre Dame might be getting squeezed out of this because it's like, oh, now they're adding the Big Ten. Do they really need Notre Dame and that kind of stuff? And I don't think it was ever really seen that way. I, I think from the beginning, it's like now they've got another product. They had Notre Dame on Saturday. They had the NFL on Sunday nights. And now they've got even more college football to go along with it. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with the Big Ten and NBC for a couple of different reasons. Number one, what happens on September 23rd and October 14th when Notre Dame has primetime games, you know, at home right. against Ohio State and Southern Cal? You know, what happens there? I'm curious because if they have a Big Ten game, it's also supposed to be in primetime. They certainly aren't going to push Notre Dame to like Peacock or something. My like that. guess is those could be. Now, and not knowing exactly what that contract with the Big Ten looks like, sure. you know, there might be like X amount of Saturdays where they do these games. So that there yeah. could be an exception for the bit you where it's like, okay, you're not going to get a primetime game because obviously Notre Dame is going right. to get a primetime game. Yes, and, and I don't care which Big Ten team you're talking about or what Big Ten matchup you're talking about. Notre Dame, Ohio State, and Notre Dame, Southern Cal will outdraw whatever Big Ten matchup that they happen to have that weekend. Sorry if that offends people. Yeah. That's a fact. I can't see Notre Dame ending up exclusively on the Peacock for those primetime games. Especially. Not a chance. No, because no way. Because you know, not knowing what the Big Ten game would potentially be, but really, if it doesn't involve a combination of Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State, soon to be USC, but not this season. But I mean. If it's not it, two of those three teams involved, they can't play each other every week. And Notre right. Dame versus USC and Notre Dame versus Ohio. I mean, Ohio State. And Ohio State's a Big Ten game. And, and that's actually. And Derek yeah, reminded I mean, me of that. And in I that apologize. case, in that right. case, I didn't even think about it from that perspective. But with NBC having that contract, there's actually a natural tie in there. And there's been some speculation there as well from John Oran from the Sports Business Journal, who again, is the co-host of that podcast with Andrew Marchand that maybe this means that Notre Dame will start playing more Big Ten teams in the future because there's a natural tie-in there with NBC kind of being the intermediary. And I'd be okay with that to a degree. To yeah. a degree, I would be okay with that. We, we've talked about the fact I enjoy when they play Purdue, Michigan State. You know, I, I wouldn't have a, a huge issue with that, but I, I don't know that I'd want any of those games in prime time. I don't know that that's necessarily where those – are deserved. Uh, yeah, can't you know. wait for the IU Rutgers yeah. primetime game either. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know and that's, that's going to happen. Well, yeah, because it's kind of like the Thursday night package. I'm sure that they're going to try to get as many schools in there as possible, and you're going to end up with a little bit of everybody. Because right now, these are all going to be third tier games. Because remember, Fox bingo. is part of the deal as well. Fox and NBC are sharing this deal, and the Big Noon right. is going to get the better the games. Ones. They're going to yeah. get the biggest game of the year, or the biggest game of the day. Yeah. And the other thing about that is that it's the Big Ten, okay? And there's usually only one big game a, a week. I mean, mm -hmm. Well, and CBS two. is going to get some of these as well. <laughs> so, so Yeah. NBC is going to get I mean, we're going to be flooded with Big Ten games. It's like, oh. thanks, Kevin Warren. Thanks for – Thanks for shoving the Big Ten down our throats on TV and then run into the Chicago Bears after know, a couple right? years as commissioner, three years as commissioner. Thanks, Kevin Warren. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about that. But it, it's going to be 
it's going to be interesting to see how the Ohio State thing pans or not the Ohio State, the Big Ten thing pans out with with NBC because you know what what's one of our biggest complaints. And I know we're going to get into this a little bit more, but one of our biggest complaints about Notre Dame and the NBC contract is Notre Dame games on NBC is has become like the proving ground for announcers and and how yes. they go about their business. Yes. Are they going to use Big Ten games for that? Because some of these third-tier tip Big Ten well, games are much more proving ground, in my opinion, than a Notre Dame game. See, and that's... Let's save that. Let's let's talk yeah, the okay. bigger. We'll talk the announcer stuff here in a minute because that's a very good point. And honestly, who's going to be doing those primetime games? I think is a better crew than what Notre Dame has right now on NBC. So because yeah. I, I I know who the announcers are. Again, I'll save that here for just a minute. But I asked Andrew Marshand, sports media columnist, again, sports media podcast co-host about this NBC and could that be good for Notre Dame? NBC getting the Big Ten and and all that. Could that be good? Could that be bad? Here's where Marshan says they stand in all this. You probably get more money. I mean, I, I think they've been loyal to NBC, uh, you know, and, and they get paid well from what I understand. I, I've heard numbers, but I'm not sure exactly what the number is. Um, but uh yeah they're in a good position i mean because the way these networks look at the teams like when they talk about expansion you talk about the big 12 or the big 10 or the pac 12 and they look at the schools individually like how much are they worth and notre dame's worth the most you know they're the most important um individual school that's why in the agreements uh with uh cbs and nbc uh and fox and fox has some ownership in the big 12 uh i mean excuse me big 10 network so it's a little bit more complicated with them notre dame has a number put on it my colleague john Oren reported that and uh that um is because they're notre dame right the other ones it's like well if you bring in this team we'll open up negotiations and and try to be fair about it and the networks are likely going to say all right we open them up and we're not giving you any more money you want to bring another team divvy up the billions that you're getting already, you know, and right. Notre Dame is special and it's probably worth it for these, you know, if they ever, you guys have sure talked about this a million times, but you know, they ever did go to a conference full time, you know, what that would mean and they bring great value. And so I think for now, in my opinion, and you're closer to it, so maybe uh, you could shed light on it. I think they're going to stay independent for at least the next few years um, because they can. I don't think they need to necessarily join a conference. Maybe at some point they will, uh, but not yet. And so that, again, is Andrew Marshan, and uh, you hear some of his comments right there. What? So what do you think when you hear all that, Vince? Well, he said that Notre Dame is the most you know, sought after. They make the most money. They're most valuable. Whatever the term he used, I agree. I mean, there's a reason they have a deal for themselves. Right, even though it is not a highly lucrative deal at the moment, it will be. I mean, I I'm not saying that they're going to pull down 100 million dollars a piece because they're they're not going to. I don't think, um, but they can still make a pretty good chunk of change. They don't need to make 100 million dollars a year. That's also that everybody needs to understand. They don't need to do that. Right. If they if they were pushing for 100 million dollars, it would basically just be an ego trip type deal correct because it would be like who has the highest 
You know, what, what was that thing when they were doing the apparel deals? Like Michigan needed to be right. the biggest by like a dollar or whatever the, right. the stupid amount was, just so they can say they had the most lucrative apparel deal. Like, I don't think Notre Dame gives a hoot about that kind of a thing. They don't need to. I, I'm sorry. They don't. They do not financially need to join a conference. They don't financially need $100 million from the TV deal. Their There's athletic no. department isn't as big as the Ohio States and, you know, those big state schools like that. Kansas, you know, on right on down the line. It's it's a smaller athletic department. I think I think the, the number I heard there's somewhere between like a 30 and 40 million dollar difference in sort of what it takes to run the athletic department yeah. at an Ohio State, for example, versus at Notre Dame. So there's there's a big difference. So, like if you look at that as your starting point, I realize there are going to be a lot of people where if Notre Dame signs the next TV contract and it's only say 60 million dollars, I'm just throwing that. Sure. number out there that people are you know that you're going to have that that faction of people who are going to be ticked off it's well we only got 60 million dollars and you know the big 10's getting 100 million and all that kind of stuff and you know we need to be getting more than them and everything else i mean 60 million you know and that's not even including the 10 or so million that they get from the acc so that would bring you to right. 70 million right there you know it's like and that would you know again when you're talking about the the difference in the sizes of the athletic departments. I think that right. that is, especially when you're getting around 26 million total right now, you'd be getting almost three times that if you got to 70 million bucks. Well, and I, and I think, and we're obviously going to jump into this, but I think to me, if I'm Jack Swarbrick, if he's the, the sole voice in this, and I'm sure there's going to be other people that are going to have their voices heard, but he's going to be the guy leading the charge. If I'm Jack Swarbrick, I, there are bigger issues to me than what the size of the contract is financially. There just are. There there are other things that I want with a TV deal that don't have anything to do with money. And I know we're going to talk about all of those different things, but those things are prioritized for me higher than what the paycheck is. And I, I yes, you need to get more money than the 26 that you're getting. I don't disagree with that in any way. You're going to. Without even trying, you're going to get more than that. Just yeah. because of the way things are going. But there are other things I would prioritize higher than what the total cost of that contract is. Yeah. D. Kovlas, any idea what the ACC network pays Notre Dame for televising sports, baseball, softball, soccer, etc.? That is all basically factored all into what they get. It's, it's all one and the same. Like, for example, not only are you not going to see Big Ten football on ESPN any longer, obviously, unless it ends up being a bowl game, but during the regular season, but Big Ten basketball games aren't going to be there either. You know, I don't know how much basketball yeah. NBC is going to pick up, but CBS will, you know, will again, they will get some of that. Fox will get some of that, but there's not going to be like these, these deals include the basketball contracts and that stuff as well. So what Notre Dame gets from, uh, from the ACC like these Olympic sports that you're talking yeah. about there. That's, that's all, that's all, that's all part, part and parcel. Yeah. It's yeah. all part of it. And I mean, you know, the way most of those coaches look at it is like they count their blessings if they have the opportunity <laughs> to have a game on TV, because it's obviously free publicity for the programs. I mean, nobody cares about men's basketball at this point anyway, based on <laughs> the comments and stuff. So. And Decoff also said, Big Ten on NBC is starting this coming season. It is. In fact, it will be this season. So it's going to be different. 
going to be different. It's going to be a lot different to see more of a NBC presence on Saturdays. And they're going to have to step their game up, in my opinion. They're going to have to step their game up and have. It's somebody said, uh, you know, James was talking about what he wants to see from a broadcast partner with Notre Dame. He wants to see the network to broadcast pregame and postgame shows for all games. NBC is going to have to have something. I, I mean, they're, they're doing some of that right now. I guess it's the extent, you know, I, I don't know that they're going to do, they've started doing at least more like post-game type stuff the last year or two, right? Uh, what NBC? Yeah. I'm not I mean, saying it's like a full-blown 30-minute to an right. hour-long type show, but they're doing more where like they've got interviews on the field and, and yeah, all that they, kind of stuff. More a lot of yeah, they are doing a little I mean, bit. Think of about it. Like yeah. Typically, are. when a game ends, you might get a quick down on the field interview with the player or a coach, and then they just wrap up. You know, like yeah. if it's ESPN, as soon as the game's over, they're wrapping up and they're throwing back to the studio or they're going right to the next game and that kind of thing. NBC has been doing more. It's a matter of, I guess, how much more you want from that perspective. Right. Sure. Sign us up. It'll be an Irish breakdown. We'll take care of it for them. <laughs> Just got to throw us some of that money. Yeah. And that's, you know, again, the big question is how much more can Notre Dame get now when, when they're getting around $15 million a year from NBC plus another 10 or so million from, uh, from the ACC. And that's the problem with the ACC is they're, they're locked into their deal until what? 2036. Yeah. Like that was stupid. <laughs> like that, right. They went, they went for stability over profit essentially. And I don't know that that's going to keep them around or if they can, if they're able to renegotiate that or whatever, but I can guarantee you ESPN is just like, yeah, we're good right here where we're at. Uh, because that deal is not great in comparison to the other deals that are being made across the way. Right. Right. It's so, this next comment, I think, is the most interesting one that uh, Andrew Marshan made when we were, again, talking about kind of Notre Dame and, you know, their bargaining position when they're looking for much more money, basically, than what they're getting right now out of this NBC deal, whether it is with NBC or one of these others, for that matter. You know, are they going to stay with NBC? I think a lot of people assume they're going to stay with NBC, but... Listen to what Andrew Marshan has to say about it. I think they're they're well positioned in terms of uh, uh, what they'll be able to get if if they were to, especially if they open it up and not just look for NBC. If they were to be willing to go to ESPN or CBS or, or Fox, or you know, they they make it work. Those networks, um, you know, if uh, if that opportunity comes, my, my gut is they'll stay at NBC. But uh, but if they wanted to use some leverage, they, they definitely could could probably drive the price up a little bit more. That was interesting to me. Like if they really want to get more money out of this deal, they can look elsewhere to one of these other networks. So again, whether it's Fox or CBS or ESPN and potentially get more money out of this deal. So how do you, how do you factor in the importance of staying with someone Vince that you've been with for what going on 32 years now, the deal started in 1991 like how important should it be for Notre Dame to stay with NBC versus, you know, shopping this thing around. And, you know, like people are talking about pregames and postgames and like, I think NIL is a big factor 
in this in in today's day and age you know like nil elements to this like so how much how much should it be well you know we really want to stay with nbc we're going to keep giving you kind of the family deal you know the family discount or family hometown discount, discount, or hometown discount. Yeah, yeah right like wh- what do you think about all that you know it's interesting the way i look at it is it's all fair and love and war man like i i have not been overly and I'm trying to put myself in Jack Swarbrick's shoes, right? Because I think that's what we need to do. He's the one that's probably making this decision. He can't, if you if you shoot him full of truth serum and you sit him in the corner and you ask him, number one, I'm not sure he ever watches the broadcast. But if he did, right? I mean, I don't know. Maybe he goes back and watches it. He can't be overly enthusiastic about the product that NBC puts out for Notre Dame. I mean, the whole thing, just start to finish, you know, what they're able to do, what it looks like, how it sounds, you know, all of it. I have been less than impressed with what well, NBC has been doing. No, I mean, that's and, a great point because, you know, Mike Tirico's not even part of the broadcast anymore. Correct. And Mike and Tirico has, ba- you know, this was his first year gone, but when he was with it for, I think it was six years or something like that, like he was the best part of the deal. Oh. And everyone else was just very average to even below average. Yep, I could not agree more. And I, I think some of the camera work isn't very good. And I, I think that, you know, we're going to get into the announcers, so I'm not going to, you know, sit on that for a long time. But just the production value of some of the home games, I just don't think are all that great. And I, yeah. and I think there's better products out there. And I, and I think that if you're Notre Dame and you are who you are and who you think you are, you need to shop this around. I'm not giving the hometown discount. If it ends up being NBC, then great. But there are some things that need to change if Notre Dame is going to stay with NBC, if I'm Jack Swarbrick, period. Well, and according to Jack Swarbrick, like when you listen historically to the things that that Swarbrick has said about NBC and working with NBC and the partnership, you know, and they call it a partnership that they have with NBC, Notre Dame at least has some input on you know kickoff times like Notre Dame has never played a noon kickoff you know they've never had a noon kickoff true for a home game with NBC whereas the Big Ten plays a lot of noon kickoffs the SEC plays a lot of noon kickoffs and you know so I think that is a potential you know things like that obviously matter to Notre Dame and if you're going to negotiate with some of these other networks, I th- something like that still needs to be in play as well, not just production. But I agree with you on on some of the production and things like that. I think you know when you're talking about the production value, part of NBC's problem that you have to keep going back to is all they have is Notre Dame on Saturday and the NFL sure. on Sunday, and they don't they don't have you know, big production, like CBS is doing multiple NFL games every weekend. They're, they're obviously doing March madness, you know? So they're like much more prepared for that. Fox is the same thing. Like they're doing multiple NFL games yeah. every weekend. Now you can that, tell the difference in the production crew, like of an NFL game versus a college game on Fox, for example, but still like, I think that if you're going to talk to these other networks, you still want to have some control, but there's there's got to be some give and take. It can't just be, you know, whatever TV network saying, okay, we're taking it over, but we're also telling you, you're going to play some noon kickoffs. You know, but here, here's, here's the other thing, though. 
if I'm going into negotiations with a Fox or with a CBS, right? One of the things I'm going to say is, look, we're your only college outlet right now. You need to make us, you need to make us just like an NFL product. Right. That's what I want to see. It needs to have, and there's no excuse. You not still to. need a college feel, but from a Absolutely. production, from a production look, yes. it needs to be more NFL like. There's no excuse. No doubt about it. Same venue all the time, unless it happens to be a Shamrock series, which you're probably going to be in an NFL stadium, more or less, right? Or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, go, going over to Ireland, right? So why can't it be like the NFL? Why can't the production value of a Notre Dame game be like the NFL? There's no reason for it. They can park all the equipment there. They could just leave it there for the seven or so Saturdays that Notre Dame is home or whatever it happens to be. There's no reason it can't have an NFL product feel to it. No. Yeah. So this <laughs> this comment is from how dumb are LSU fans? Irish Natty by 24. That's his handle. Um, he says, I'm done with NBC. I'd really like to see another major change take place in this new era of Irish football. I'd like to hear maybe you expand on why specifically you're done with NBC. Like, I apologize if if maybe you've already commented on that, but I don't remember. See, you know, like, why why specifically? What, what do you not like about NBC? I agree with everything you're saying, Vince. Like, to me, the biggest one, the booth has to be addressed. <laughs> That's my number one. And we're going to get to that here. We're, that's that's next up on the agenda. Let me yeah, let me ask yes, you those, yes. this though first, and I know that this is going to, um, you know, divide a lot of people. Maybe not even divide a lot of them, but people are probably going to get pretty upset just with me saying this word or these four letters. <laughs> but I would assume ESPN is going to want to bid on this, especially since they did lose the Big Ten. So if it's ESPN, you know, you probably do have a, maybe a different set of announcers every week mm-hmm. for one. But like, would would people like w- would you be okay with ESPN? Because again, like ESPN is doing bulk college football games every week. They do a lot right. more games. Um, I'm pretty, you know, like pretty on record with what we saw from them this season that was even more subpar than NBC like we we've talked about how they missed you know touchdowns in multiple games on camera so what do you think about the prospect if 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 ESPN were to get into this mix so let me let me put it out there I don't have the issues with ESPN that a lot of people have okay so I just I'll just put that out there I'm just way more surface level than a lot of other people when it comes to the stations that I watch sports on and things like that. I also don't get too bent out of shape about the fact that, you know, the talking heads on ESPN generally have a negative view on Notre Dame. Okay, good for that. It doesn't bother me. I, I, I still sleep well at night, right? Right. But if you are giving me, if you're asking me to rank, like where, which television entity i would want notre dame to fall espn would be fourth for me they would they would even be behind nbc because i think if notre dame ends up going with nbc there are going to be some you know changes i'll say that i I think there will be changes if that is the case there are many reasons i don't want to go with espn one is i think their production value has actually gone down recently 
quite a bit. And it's, and it's been worse than NBC. If we're and what's honest. saddest about that is they are obviously saving money still by not sending announcers on the yes. road. Like, you know, ACC Network is owned by ESPN, mm-hmm. for example. And it's like every other game, you know, those games are all on TV on the, you know, like ACC network, but it's every other game. The announcers are actually at the game on site and there's stuff going on. I've I've seen a lot of national, like the Australian open is going on right now. And Chris Fowler is calling those games remotely from a studio somewhere here in the United States. They didn't send them to the Australian open. And there are plenty other examples. Uh, You know, I'm sure that there were still college football games that were being done remotely this past year. Oh, I'm and sure. When you're not even sending announcers and your production value is that bad, I, I I agree. I would not want them involved either. I mean, the just the, the the coverage alone of the Gator Bowl. I mean, we missed the the fake field goal for the the touchdown. I mean, there are just a myriad of issues that I have with the production value of ESPN. So they would be fourth. They would be last on my list of the four major networks that do college athletics it, just not good um so they would, so I, w- I would not be in favor of them yeah i don't know what don't this is about is from rob yeah I, i'm reporting your channel for fraud because i don't want this bleep in my news feed youtube put it in there because you paid them we don't pay youtube anything <laughs> what does that even mean it's called an algorithm my friend and we don't we don't pay for anything. There's a reason we ask people to hit the like button at the start and end of every show. I hope maybe just Rob. It's, it's, maybe it's maybe just Rob like social media, sarcastic. you know. Like, well, it didn't look sarcastic. I to know. Me. I, I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I don't know. I, I don't know. Thanks for popping in, Rob. I, yeah, nice I to see you, bud. Good to see yeah. you. Uh, a hard. different Rob, like CBS. He I says like, they have the best like sound. Home games would sound louder and better. CBS does tend to have. Good sound. I've noticed that it sometimes their sound is like a little too much. Like they need to bring down the Nat sound. <laughs> it drowns out the announcers. Yeah. Sometimes. But I think they've got good production value for sure, especially in their college football. Uh, well, their NFL as well, but their college football games have always been very well done on Saturdays. Yes. I've always liked CBS. So, so you said you would put ESPN fourth. So I what? Would. Did did you actually give yeah, your in my head? Like, yeah. So yeah. who who would you put at the top? I, I would put Fox at the top. I want I would I, if I had a choice in the matter, it would be Fox at the top. It would be CBS second. It would be NBC third. It would be ESPN fourth. That's where I would go. And and I think Fox I would probably has, agree with that. Fox has recently leapfrogged CPS, CBS because back in the day, where you know 10, 15, 20 years ago. Man, college football on CBS was like the truth. Like I, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed watching CBS. Vern Lundquist, and you know the whole. Like I enjoyed football on CBS. Fox has leapfrogged them at this point. I think Fox's uh, pregame show is the best that's out there. I, I think their pregame show is really, really good. Uh, I think they actually give analysis and they do a really, really good job. I would put Fox at the top and then, and then CBS is next. I, I think they still, ha- they still do a really good job with the NFL. Obviously I, I they would be next for me. Then I, I guess the family discount with NBC and then ESPN. Yeah. You know, like people, you know, I, you know, I don't know. I guess I don't watch enough. Neither do I. <laughs> to, 
to 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 think about what shade other than Desmond Howard, but even he's kind of come around the last couple of years. I don't know if it's just because he likes Marcus Freeman and maybe he didn't like Brian Kelly or what, but it doesn't matter to me. They they say what they need to say. People have opinions and they're all going to throw opinions out. And if you hear an opinion that's, that's not talking good about Notre Dame, you're going to get ticked off at him and you tend to blame, you know, it's all about views and it's all about clicks and it's all about all of these different things. And when you throw shade at Notre Dame, you get views and clicks and ESPN doesn't, I mean, they do profit from Notre Dame when Notre Dame's on the road. Right. Okay. But they're that's not their entity. So they're not going to prop up Notre Dame. And if ESPN does sign Notre Dame, just because they're saying nice things about Notre Dame doesn't mean it's true. Yeah. So, I mean, they're just going to say it to prop up their entity. So, yeah. I don't care if they say bad stuff. I don't care if they say good stuff. It doesn't matter to me. At the end of the day, the only thing that matters to me is what the college football playoff committee says about Notre Dame. That's well, it. Like Michael said, you know, what we were talking about, ESPN's no longer broadcasting any Big Ten content Correct. as of this year. And it, it it will be interesting to see if sort of their yeah, that's a good point. Their love affair with the big, you know, how it continues. You still do have two yeah, very prominent SEC, Big Ten alums sitting on their most prominent show, yeah. College Game Day. You've got a Michigan man and an Ohio State man both on there. So I don't know. Oh. Almost dropped my paper. I think one is much more biased than the other, even though there were probably a lot of people who would say both of them are biased. <laughs> yeah. But I think the one that won the Heisman is a lot more biased than than the one who didn't. Yeah. I agree. Good bet. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about the booth specifically because okay, good. Let's now this is this. this is a little bit of a longer clip, but I think you're gonna, you know, there's some good information that Marshand has in here. Because I asked him his thoughts on the Jack Collinsworth, Jason Garrett booth. And he gave a, a pretty extensive breakdown of what he thought. So have a listen. It's been okay. I was a little surprised. Like I'd heard, you know, basically the whole offseason that it was going to be Jack Collinsworth. You know, Jack Collinsworth is inexperienced. He's 27, Notre Dame grad. Uh, his father, of course, is on NBC's Sunday Night Crew as the analyst. And so to me, it's gotten a little bit better as he's gone on. But to me, Notre Dame on NBC is not a job that you're learning on. You know, it's, it's not a, it, maybe it's not the top job in college football in terms of doing six, seven games a year. But it's Notre Dame. There's a reason they get so much money and they can be an independent, as and you guys know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, you guys, I don't have to explain to you about what who Notre Dame is. Uh, to this audience that you have. So that was surprising. You know, Jason Garrett, you know, again, no, they they generally haven't had people as the analysts uh, with Notre Dame connections. You know, Mike Golick and Golick Jr., they're dying to do Notre Dame. Uh, <laughs> and they, 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 for whatever reason, do not choose those guys. You know, I think Jason Garrett's been okay. I think he, he sees the game well and as an ex-coach, ex-NFL quarterback. And so I, I think it's been okay. I think when you look at his performance, if he was with the more experienced play-by-player, and not right. all play-by-players, even experienced ones, are good at this, but they can bring you to the right places where you need to go. Exactly. And that's really important. And that's for Jason Garrett, uh, having a, a, someone who's sort of still learning a little bit in, in Jack Collinsworth uh, probably is not the, the best partner. I think they wanted Jack Collinsworth to improve. I think they made that clear to him during the uh, season. <laughs> and he's a young guy, so you know he, right. he does have – he can get better. 
and he has gotten. I think he's been a little better. Still, again, not full control of the broadcast, which at that level you kind of expect. It's not a learning level. Twenty, you know, even if you're 27, you get that opportunity at 27. The expectation is you're ready to do it. So there's Andrew Marshan. Again, that's the, his breakdown of. Uh... The Jack Collinsworth, Jason Garrett booth. And we've got a comment from James Delaney. He says he thinks Jack's fine. It felt great having a Notre Dame guy in the booth, but he's just not ready. And that's that's it. He's just not ready. And the only reason you're accepting him is because he's a Notre Dame grad. Like, right. And really, if you listen to the broadcast, that the only reason you know he's a Notre Dame guy is because it was announced that he's a Notre Dame guy. So, what you heard all of it there, Vince. What do you think? Mm I think he's 100% on on point. I mean, it's a Notre Dame broadcast, and and maybe that's not going to be the number one broadcast of the weekend, but it deserves talent in the booth. It deserves, it deserves, I shouldn't say talent, because that's just mean. What it deserves is somebody with experience, and he makes a very good point. You and I have talked about this many, many times. If you want to have Jason Garrett in there, Whatever. I don't. I really didn't have a huge problem with Jason Garrett. I Jason Garrett brought, and Mike Tirico is a lot different than Jack yes. Collinsworth and Jason. Thank Garrett. you. That's exactly my point. I thought he did a fine job, but I I go back to when you and I started doing games together, and I was the rookie. I didn't have a clue how to do a broadcast. I knew football. I knew basketball. I didn't know how to do a broadcast. I was with somebody who was seasoned, knew what the hell he was talking about knew how to do play-by-play and bring along a color guy and set me up. That's because you're a pro. That's what they needed. They needed somebody in there that could set up Jason Garrett, that they had a good relationship with. They could go off of each other. They could work off of each other. They had a relationship. I'm not not saying you have to have a, a friendly relationship where you hang out all the time and all that outside of the game, but there needs to be some sort of a relationship there if you're gonna do eight games a year together, right? Well, Jason Garrett's almost old enough to be Collinsworth's dad. Well, that's true too. They're both as raw as the next. You know, they like Collinsworth had done some play by play. I think when he started his career at ESPN, he had done like some basketball games and and stuff like that. But before doing USFL last summer, was it XFL or whatever it was, he had, yeah, it was USFL. He had not done football before. Mm -hmm. And so they put these two guys, Jason Garrett, right out of the coaching ranks and Jack Collinsworth who had never done football. That's who you put on NBC. You know, literally those guys should be in South bend (laughs) doing games in South bend, cutting their teeth, you know, and maybe a couple years from now they're, you know, they've, they've got a chance to do those games. It was just, it, well, you can't have two rookies like that working with each other because of what you're talking about. Right. It's it you needed if you're going to have a, a raw analyst, and all the analysts are raw at some point. They get in that booth because of who they were as a coach or a player to begin with. But you had to have a much more experienced play-by-play announcer working with Jason Garrett, and that was that was to me the biggest problem. Is you had two rookies like that, and just what you said, you didn't have the play-by-play guy to lead the rookie analyst along. Yes. You need somebody you the, of all the, of the two people that are in the booth, the play by play guy needs to be the guy. Here's, I mean, just needs to be Milton says, I thought they were fine. Is fine. Good enough yeah, for the Notre no. Dame football booth is no, fine. No. Good enough. 
it, it should be much more than fine. And I, and I, I completely believe that anyone saying that, that they're okay with that booth, it's only because you know Jack Collinsworth is a Notre Dame grad. If, if you took that out of the equation and he went to – like if he went to Ohio State or if he went to Syracuse, one, if he went to Syracuse, he would be better because those guys literally come out of Syracuse ready yeah. to jump right into pro booths most of the time. Like, yeah. I, I just – if you didn't know Jack Collinsworth was a Notre Dame grad, you would not be fine with it. I guarantee. Exactly. I know. I absolutely agree with that. Absolutely agree with that. I, I would rather if if it has to be a Notre Dame guy, which it doesn't, by the way. I'd rather have Mike Monaco as my play-by-play guy. I, he right. at least has a bunch of ta- a bunch of experience, you know, doing stuff. Now, not just experience. I, he's a lot better. And I'm not like slamming Jack is. Collinsworth just to slam Jack Collinsworth, but. Mike Monaco is also a Notre Dame grad, and he's a head and shoulders right. better announcer. And he had a chance to be the you know the radio guy a few years back when that came up, but they want you know there were all these stipulations I guess that were put on it, and you know he had other opportunities, and he's going to be part of the Boston Red Sox TV broadcasts this year, and he's still he doing stuff job. for ESPN, and yeah, he, like, he does a good job, and I and I thought that he got some opportunities on the radio side at Notre Dame that maybe he didn't deserve early on. So it's a similar situation as Jack Collinsworth, but it wasn't as high profile by any stretch of the imagination. Right. But then now he's earned his chops. Like he has put the time in and he has gotten to a place where he's better. As we sit here on January 23rd, he is better and it's not close. It's not close. So your caveat is that it needs to be a Notre Dame guy. He's the guy that I would go get to be the play-by-play guy. Right. Right. And, and again, the play-by-play typically it just it doesn't matter because the play-by-play no. guy more 90 the ones who are doing it right anyway. Now there's some who are going, you know, like again, like there's there's a difference between a network TV play-by-play guy and someone at my level who's, you know, doing games for a specific team on the radio. Like if you listen if you listen to a team radio broadcast, you expect there to be, you know, there's like one, I do a lot of games solo. So that's a huge difference. There's going to be some opinions that are injected that, you know, typically aren't like you don't expect, and there shouldn't be as much opinion from a network play-by-play guy compared right. to the analyst. Like correct. Jack Collinsworth, the play-by-play guy should give you the facts with whatever, you know, emotion and enthusiasm that he wants and you know Jason Garrett or whoever the analyst is it's their job to do you know more of the opinion type stuff so again like it like you don't even like I'd be curious to know like how many people even know what school most of the other play-by-play guys went to exactly and that's the point I mean that's your point right I mean exactly it, it doesn't have to be two Notre Dame guys in the booth that's ridiculous number one I'm sorry that's ridiculous now I will also say I have no problem if a Notre Dame guy is the color analyst. I really don't have a problem with that. And that would probably get people to be more excited about the Notre Dame broadcast. So let me play that because that's, that's the final for this segment. Anyway, that's the final Marshand uh, soundbite that I have. I asked him about, you know, because again, Marshand lives in New York, works in New York and he covers, you know, sports media on a national basis so he has no dog in the hunt like there's no bias for him one way or the other so I asked him 
because we're talking about a network TV broadcast on NBC, and they are doing a national game every week. So I asked him, you know, what are his thoughts on should there be a Notre Dame analyst in the booth? You know, like, is that acceptable if there's a Notre Dame analyst in the booth? And I think his answer, it kind of caught me off guard a little bit. Here's what he said. I believe in going with the best or good, right? So if you evaluate Mike Golick as an analyst that he's good, then I think it's fine that if he has a Notre Dame um you know, if he went to Notre Dame, and obviously there's a love for Notre Dame, with the idea that as critical as you can be on a college broadcast that you, where you have a contract with an institution, so there's going to be whatever anybody wants to say. It's You're not going to be like crushing Notre Dame most likely, and you don't need to do that necessarily, but you just need to be able to see the game and call it as if uh, um, you didn't go to Notre Dame. So I... Uh, so in my opinion, I think it'd be fine to hire someone for Notre Dame. Now, you don't want a raw, raw broadcast. It is NBC. I get it. They have sure. to deal with Notre Dame. But, you know, they play USC, you know, some years. You know, that game's and, – and whoever they're playing, you have to respect – you have to do a total broadcast, right? Who did they lose to at the right. beginning? Toledo? Was that the game they lost? Right? Marshall. They played Marshall. Toledo last Marshall. year. Marshall was the one. Yeah, Marshall. Marshall. So Marshall – you know, that game, it, like that was Jack Collinsworth's uh, initial broadcast. Right, that game, right. they did not tell the story of Marshall well enough. You know, that's, I get it. It's disappointing. And there's a huge Notre Dame angle. But you need to tell me Marshall's story on a national broadcast when they're having this significant upset. And they didn't do enough of that. And that's, again, I can't put that on Garrett. I got to put that more on Collinsworth because he's the one who needs to lead the way and understand what how you're going to do this um broadcast and so you know so, so but I, but i so just overall to answer your question i don't i don't think it's you have to uh not have a notre dame person i i think you, you could have an analyst who's from notre dame they just have to be really good in other words if you're qualified you yes. should have the job 100 <laughs> percent. and if and it I, happens to be a notre dame guy then great i mean right. I, there are guys out there but it's a short list of analysts that I think would be appropriate to have in the Notre Dame booth. And if that was the case, then great, but don't just dig up anybody who happened to play football at Notre Dame and stick them in the booth, especially if it's going to be with a play-by-play guy. Who's so green that, that I just, yeah, that that's how I feel about the whole thing. I, I would be fine if certain guys were in there. Yeah. I would love Jason Rocket and Bettis. But this takes me to, I, I was talking, I was telling, here's what the booth is going to be for the, for NBC's big 10 broadcasts, the, the primetime broadcasts next season. They have already, you know, reported on it. It is going to be Noah Eagle, who is Ian Eagle's son, hmm. who is like Jesse's age. I think, you know, in that Jesse Jack Collinsworth age in wow. the mid twenties someplace. And Todd Blackledge is leaving ESPN and he is going to NBC. And I realize that, you know, there's going to be people who don't like him. That's fine. Whatever. But Noah Eagle, again, Ian Eagle's son, like, you know, again, you could say, well, nepotism and all that. And I don't know, like you've watched some of the Nickelodeon uh, NFL games, haven't you? I have not. Oh, you, I thought I was thinking that you watched some of those the no. last couple of years. No, I don't have Nickelodeon. Do you know who Ian Eagle is? You've heard of I Ian 100% Eagle? know who he okay. is. Yeah, I've heard many Noah of his Eagle, 
Noah Eagle, again, Syracuse guy, mm-hmm. mid-20s. It's like, to me, he even sounds a little bit better than his dad. Oh, so it's okay. like, when you start talking about nepotism, like, he is going to be, it's going to be night and day difference if you watch a Collinsworth Garrett booth do a Notre Dame game, and then you hear Noah Eagle and Todd Blackledge do a, a, a primetime game that night. He does, like, he, so he's, you know, he's filled in on CBS for some games, you know, like doing some NFL games. And I think NFL Network, he's done those Nickelodeon games. He's the voice of the uh, Los Angeles Clippers, you know. So, like, this is okay. a young so he's guy. he's actually got some. With a ton yeah. of experience. Yes. Yes. And I'm fine with that. I'm not saying there's a minimum age, right? And and I, it's not just about being young and all of those different things. It's about having experience. It's about having a resume. It's about building up your resume. And people are like, well, how can you get experience if you've never been able to have experience? Well, guess what? There's plenty of opportunities. Well, out you go, there. again, you go to local market exactly. and you work your way yes. up. That's literally how this business is supposed to work. Correct. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I was getting at. There are plenty of opportunities to do high school games, IUSB, like small college games. Like there's plenty of opportunities out there to, you know, break in and 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 you know brian always says if you got the chops you got the chops when it comes to coaching to a degree that is accurate but there is you there's still nothing like having experience and knowing and understanding how to work with another human being who has never done it before it's only a kick a jump a block it's only a serve it's only a tackle a run it's only for the fans after all it's only pressure you got this adidas hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. You know, again, I'll say this. And again, like I'm not like network level broadcaster but before i came to notre dame and i started doing you know notre dame women's basketball and and notre dame baseball for the three years prior to that i worked at a small station in southeastern colorado and on average i did about 150 games a year so that's like almost every other day i was doing a game Mm -hmm. on the radio between junior college local high school stuff and even like in the summers like some youth baseball is like whatever like i didn't care it's like send me out there i want to do more games give it a shot literally you cut your teeth and then you know when i got to notre dame you know like jeff jeffers used to give me a hard time it's like oh you came in here and you know you drop right in your first year you're calling a national champion well it's like yeah it was my first year here but uh you know like for for five or six years prior to that, I had uh, you know worked in places that no one has ever heard of, right. and called a lot of games to get ready for that point. And when I got to that point, it was just like another game, basically, because I had done so many games. It's like right. somebody just brought up Keith Jackson, and Keith Jackson is actually when I was in college, our 
uh, one of our broadcast professors used to talk about Keith Jackson. He got his start in Boise, you know, like back in the 1940s when Boise wasn't even nearly as big as it is now. And like there was no Boise State football, but like his thing was you got to go to Boise, you know, start in Boise where nobody cares what you're doing. Cut your teeth right. and and make your mistakes and right. work your way up. I mean, look, I I look like I, I got dropped into the deep end of the pool is what I felt like by doing games with you, even though they were high school games and things like that. I went and I was doing middle school games just to kind of practice and do some stuff on my own and, and things like that. Like you have to at least practice and, and get it out there. And I don't know, man, I just, I don't appreciate, I guess, people being dropped in when they don't deserve it. And that, that right. goes in any line of work, not just this. But since we're talking about this, that's what I'm referring well, to. And like but, you said, if you've got the chops, you've got the chops. And that's true. But again, like Noah Eagle and Jack Collinsworth are about the same age. And Noah Eagle has the chops. And right. Jack is still working on getting the chops. Yeah. Because he doesn't He's have nearly the reps that a guy like Noah Eagle has. He's a ways off. It just yeah. is. And I'm hoping that that it changes. Well, like Marcian said, that that doesn't mean that he can't get there, but he should literally be doing like ESPN three games, you know, like the streaming games right now, getting rep after rep after rep, doing all these games, you know, that are a little bit lower level, and then maybe in two or three years he would be ready to jump in, right, and, and be ready for a job and like that. And I just think he got dropped in way too soon. He got dropped yes. in way too soon. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's how you do it. I mean, and and no one would be, you know, be the wiser for that. I mean, it's just, it, yeah, except for him. He's yeah, Jason. Um, yeah, stats were like self-generated. I did all my stats, yes. literally all my sheets. I was keeping my own stats. And yeah, you were lucky to find anything. Oops. And I, I mean, you know, and that was actually when, you know, you'd have to call coaches up and say, hey, can you, st- <clears throat> you know, can you fax me your latest stats and all that kind of stuff? And Oh yeah. Sometimes they did. Sometimes they didn't. Don't you sometimes. love coaches that don't send stats? Oh man. I don't miss that. Just, just my favorite. It. That's don't miss that. That's right. All right. Well, you know, there's a super chat in here that we haven't cut to. Um, he said breaking NBC and Swarbrick agree to a new contract. $0 per year. As long as NBC cuts Michigan out of revenue share and instead starts charging them with exorbitant fees to televise games. See, now that was sarcasm. That's the petty that I'm here for right there. <laughs> yes, that's the petty right. I'm here for. <laughs> All right. Um, James said, whichever broadcaster gets it, I want a big voice play-by-play and a Notre Dame guy as the color commentator. Fox would be perfect because Brady Quinn was already there.
This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.